Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church right here in Spencer, Iowa. And we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, coming to you this beautiful Sunday morning, May 9th. Most of you know this Sunday as Mother's Day. We'll get to that in a bit, but in the church, it's called Rogate Sunday, which is pretty much a Latin way of saying it is Prayer Sunday, Pray Sunday, because as our Lord this Sunday, the Sunday right before the Ascension, as he prepares his disciples, his church, for his Ascension into heaven, as he prepares them for Pentecost and for all the time after Pentecost, he teaches his disciples what to do when he ascends, and that is to pray, to pray in his name as the Spirit guides us. And so that is what we will hear in the gospel this morning, Christ instructing us to pray for the fulfillment of our joy, our joy in him. Now, as we mentioned a bit ago, it is also Mother's Day today, and while that is not a holiday of the church we do still want to celebrate mothers and motherhood. So on this Mother's Day, we also remember all mothers with whom God has blessed us. So in our prayers, we give God thanks for the great joy of motherhood given to women and the great joy of motherhood that has been a blessing to all of us who have experienced a mother's love. And also in our prayers, while we give God thanks for the great joy of motherhood, we also mourn with those women who have been unable to conceive, who have not received that gift, but desire it greatly. And we also pray for mothers who have suffered the death of a child in miscarriage or stillbirth. So on this day that celebrates motherhood, we rejoice with each other in thanks to God for the blessing and the gift of motherhood and we mourn with God for those women who have not been able to receive that gift at all or had the joy of motherhood robbed too early. In our prayers this morning, we also pray for our faithful Christian brothers and sisters in Finland who are being persecuted by the government for being faithful to the word of God when it comes to human sexuality. Among those Christians, this includes the Reverend Johanna Pojala, who has been charged by Finnish authorities with incitement against a group of people for a booklet he published 17 years ago teaching the biblical Christian view on human sexuality. And so we remember all those in our prayers after the sermon this morning.
Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now ever shall be world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. With a voice of singing, declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth. Alleluia. The Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Alleluia. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he has extolled with my tongue. But verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. With a voice of singing declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth. Alleluia. The Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. Alleluia. The Old Testament lesson for this sixth Sunday of Easter is written in the 21st chapter of Numbers, beginning at the 4th verse. The Israelites traveled from Mount Or by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. The soul of the people was very discouraged because of the journey. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, there is no water, and our soul loathes this disgusting food. The Lord sent venomous snakes among the people, and they bit the people. 
many people of Israel died. The people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, because we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a venomous snake and set it on a pole. It shall happen that everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. Moses made a serpent of bronze and set it on the pole. If a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked at the serpent of bronze, he lived. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. The Epistle is written in the first chapter of James, beginning at the 22nd verse. Brothers, be doers of the word, and not only hearers, deluding your own selves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his natural face in a mirror. For he sees himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of freedom and continues, not being a hearer who forgets, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks himself to be religious, while he doesn't bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to Thee, O Lord. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to Thee, O Lord. Jesus said, In that day you will ask me no questions. Amen, amen, I tell you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be made full. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech, but the time is coming when I will no more speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I don't say to you that I will pray to the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father." His disciples said to him, Behold, now you are speaking plainly and using no figures of speech. Now we know that you know all things and don't need for anyone to question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the time is coming, yes, and has now come that you will be scattered, every one to his own place, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have told you these things, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text in verses 29 and 30 says, His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Now in the scriptures, we know that Jesus speaks in figures of speech. We know he speaks in strange parables, dark proverbs, mysterious sayings. So we can appreciate from the disciples that here, finally, when they think our Lord says something that seems like it is stated plainly and clearly, with no enigmas, no riddles, that they get excited. Because you see, before this passage... Christ told them he would be going away for a little while. We read that text a couple weeks ago. But after a little while, that he would return to them. They wanted to ask him what he meant by a little while. But if you remember, they were too afraid to ask. Yet our Lord, knowing their thoughts, addressed the question of their hearts without their uttering a word. So now, in this passage, which directly follows, the disciples say they know that Christ knows all things. That from this, they knew he came from God and now believed because he answered the question that was in their hearts. And so they say, you know all things and do not need anyone to question or to ask of you. What they were saying is, Lord... You come from God, and you are God, and you know everything, so we really don't need to pray to you, because you know everything. It's as if they said something to the effect of what we so often hear and feel ourselves. Well, God, if you know everything, and you're all-powerful, so if that's the case, there's really no need for me to pray to you. And we've all thought that, haven't we? We've all thought that and for that reason decided at times that it was useless to pray. Haven't we all thought that and then thought next, hmm, well, if I don't need to pray, then I don't really need to go to church. Because if God's all-powerful and knows everything and there's no point to prayer, then what point is there to going to church? If you don't need to pray to be Christian, then you don't need to go to church to be Christian either. And so that line of thinking tends to go. But here now, Jesus' reply, he says, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. Now the disciples see no reason to question Jesus, no need for prayer. Yet they claim to believe. But at that night, which is Monday, Thursday evening, Jesus' hour had arrived when he would be arrested, tried, condemned, and sent to the cross. In that hour, 
Do you notice what Jesus says they would do and what they actually did? When Jesus was arrested, they didn't stand there saying, we now believe. (laughs) They fled in disbelief. When Jesus was tried and condemned to death by the Jews and later Pontius Pilate, they didn't stand up then and say, we know you know all things. Instead, they denied knowing him three times. When Jesus was hung on the cross and lifted up above the world for all to see, they weren't there saying, we know you do not need anyone to question or ask of you. When our Lord took his last breath, they weren't there saying, this is why we believe that you came from God. No, instead, they were absent. All but one of them were absent at the cross. They were each scattered into their own home as our Lord prophesied. From their lips was no prayer. There was only the screams of terror and dread. They thought they believed. They thought they knew all about prayer. That they didn't need to pray or to question Jesus. Yet faith is not silent of prayer in the midst of terror. No, silence is disbelief. And the disbelief of the disciples showed They had no idea how to pray, or even what prayer was. That is true for all of us. Not a single person here was born knowing how to pray. In fact, how many of us feel we really know how to pray even right now today? Instead, we buy into this false notion that because God knows everything, is all-powerful, then that means we don't need to pray. Now, that's not from the scriptures. That's from our own sinful reason. And so we go on living thinking just that way, living in just that way, day after day without prayer. Sure, we may still come to church, right? But even there, don't the prayers start to feel dull or boring? And when the, pra- and when the pastor prays the prayer of the church, or when we get to that part in the pa- podcast where y- we get to the prayers, and it takes five or six minutes, don't we sometimes sit there and think, do we really need this? Let's just keep the service rolling. Come on. This part gets boring. That's how we treat prayer. But then sin surprises us. The world hits. The devil strikes. Maybe you get caught cheating on a test or skimming a little money off the top here and there at work. Maybe the one night stand turns into an unexpected pregnancy. Maybe you get into a major accident on the highway or a parent or a friend dies. Maybe you feel attacked when a friend gossips behind your back or A boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you and then wants nothing to do with you. All those things happen to us in life. can make our world feel like they're crumbling down. Then, like the disciples, we find ourselves needing prayer. Then, like the disciples, we find ourselves not knowing how to pray. Maybe even without the belief to even begin praying. But now, notice what our Lord says to us who are born sinful, who are born without knowing how to pray. He says, Behold, the hour is coming, 
when you will be scattered and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. Where we did not know how to pray, our Lord did. In the hour when he was abandoned and arrested, he prayed to the Father. When he was condemned to die, he prayed to the Father. In the hour which he hung on the cross, he prayed the Psalms to the Father. Even as the Father poured his wrath out on him, our Lord prayed to the Father unto his very dying breath. Where we failed in our disbelief and arrogance and our filthy reason, where we failed in prayer, our Lord did it perfectly until it was finished. And while he did it perfectly, he paid the price for the sins of the world who does not pray. And we know his prayers were true and right because three days later, the Father, having heard the prayers of the Son, our Lord was raised from the dead. Into this you have been baptized, into the death of our Lord who prayed without ceasing, into the resurrection of our Lord who now sends the Spirit to you so that you may now also pray. Because that's what your baptism is. It is being forgiven in Christ and restored by the Spirit so that now, now you may rely upon the Father. Now you may call upon Him as you were originally created to do. What you are now restored to do. What you will now do for eternity with all the saints. Now being baptized means you are justified, you are forgiven. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we immediately come up out of the waters then knowing how to pray. It means that given the name of Christ in the waters and being given the Spirit in the waters, we are now able to pray to the Father. It means as we hear what our Lord teaches us in his word, we may now be taught to pray as he did, because now we can. We are free to do so. And so our Lord teaches us to pray here in this passage that we read this morning, where he says, in that day, the day of my resurrection, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech, but the hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father in baptism. We are given Christ's name and the Spirit so that we may pray. And here in this passage, Christ teaches us a few things so that 
we know how to pray. First is that our Lord gives us the command and promise to pray. You heard it. He said, ask. That's the command. And then he promises, and you will receive. Now, that is not to say that you should ask and then think that by the work of asking, you will receive. No, no, no. It means ask because Christ died for you. And because Christ died for you, the Father will listen to you as his own son. It means ask because Christ died to give you every good thing. And from that, you will receive. So, prayer for us who are baptized, it is not work. It is the language of our faith. It is a gift. And then second, Christ does not promise that if we ask for anything our sinful flesh desires, then he will give it to us. (laughs) No, 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 no. But we ask as baptized children of God, being one with Christ in our baptism, And being one with Christ, we are also one with him in mind and will. So our Lord says, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So then in faith, we ask as one in Christ for his name to be hallowed, for his kingdom to come, for his will to be done, for our daily bread to be forgiven, to forgive others, to not be led into temptation, to be delivered from evil. We ask for all those things in Christ as he taught us that our joy may be full. Now what is that but asking for everything Christ died on the cross to give you? What is that but asking for more faith and to have our faith strengthened? What is that but asking that our joy may be full? then finally, together with the command and the promise, with asking in the faith, Christ teaches us also not to pray generic prayers that the world loves. Christ teaches us not to pray as the pagans do, beating our breasts and making a show to get God's attention with our works. Not to pray some prayer that Some person of any religion could pray. That's what I mean by generic prayer. But instead, Christ teaches us here to pray in his name. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give to you. I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. Because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. All that is to say, we have been baptized into the name of Christ so that now we stand as sons of God, sharing the office of the high priest, the priestly office that Christ gave to us, so that we can pray directly to the Father privately in our homes. And we can pray directly to the Father as we gather together here at church, so that whether we pray privately or together, the Spirit will be given to us and will guide the prayers from our hearts and lips to the ears of the Father. When we were born, we weren't able to pray. We didn't even know how to pray. Baptized into the name of Christ. 
we are now able to pray to the Father and taught by Christ, we know how. And we know that it is a gift. And so at God's command, at his free promise to hear us, praying for our joy to be made full, praying in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can now pray for joy of heart and conscience. We can now pray for consolation and comfort as we bear our crosses and as we suffer in this world. And listen, in this life, we grow in prayer. As Christ tells us here to do, we grow in this teaching. And as we do so, the church, your mother, gives you a variety of treasures, a variety of tools to help you pray in this way. The church provides us with prayers that we can pray with at in the morning, at noon, at night. You can find this in your hymnals. With a link attached to this service, wherever you're listening, is the Congregation at Prayer, which is for you to use either by yourself at home or to lead your families in prayer. Our publisher puts out this book called The Treasury of Daily Prayer and countless other books that I could probably point you to that help you pray throughout the week. And of course, God gives you a pastor to help guide and teach you how to use all these tools, how to pray in this way that Christ teaches us in his name as guided by the Spirit. But whatever the case, you don't need to be afraid of prayer. For the Father loves you and wants to hear your prayer. Our Lord died for you and here teaches you how to pray joyfully. The Spirit is given to you to guide you. No matter how many stumbled and tired words you may speak, he's there to guide you. And we need not be afraid because we know he hears our prayers because he promised to do so. We know because every week we pray, our Father answers those prayers every week by giving us the body and blood of his Son at the altar. We know he hears our prayer. So comforted by that, we pray. And knowing this, that God is good to his promises, that he answers our prayer, we know that every time that we pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus, he will do so because he has promised to hear us. He has promised to come again. And he will answer this church's prayer, which he has prayed now for 2,000 years. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. O God, from whom all good things do come, grant to us, your humble servants, that by your holy inspiration we may think those things that be right, and by your merciful guiding may perform the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, 
the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. Heavenly Father, in your great wisdom, you created mankind in your image, in your image, mankind was created male and female. From the rib of man, you gave us the gift of women. And to women, and for the blessing of all mankind, you have given the gift of motherhood. You described your tender comfort as being like a mother's comfort. 
So then we give you great thanks for mothers who comfort, teach, nurture, feed, and love. We beseech you, continue to give them patience and strength. Hear and remember the cares they cast upon you. Teach us also to honor them aright, loving and obeying and giving thanks for them, as is fitting in your sight. Strengthen all women pregnant with child, and give them safe delivery. O Lord, as your Son was born of the Virgin Mary and laid as a child in a manger, we ask in your great mercy to be merciful to the handmaidens of your Church who have been unable to conceive or have suffered miscarriage or stillbirth. Protect them from all attacks of the devil, heal their sufferings, and in your great love, Grant health and strength to their body and soul. Comfort the minds of these, your handmaidens, and bring them peace. Look down from heaven and strengthen them. Have mercy on them and bless them whom you have not blessed with the gift of motherhood or those who have experienced the loss of their child. Heavenly Father, grant courage that your children may confess your saving name in the face of any and all opposition from a world hostile to the gospel. Help them to remember your faithful people who sacrificed much and even faced death rather than dishonor you when called upon to deny the faith. By your Spirit, strengthen all persecuted Christians, including Reverend Juhana Pojala and all those Christians suffering in Finland who are threatened with years of prison for being faithful to your word that they may be faithful and confess you boldly, knowing that your Son will confess his own before you in heaven. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, Support us by your power, and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen from the grave. Alleluia! Who hung for us upon the tree. Alleluia! We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us, this day also, from all sin and evil and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
thank you for joining us for this Matins podcast this morning. We pray that the word of the Lord that you heard, read, and preached here may be a blessing to you throughout this week. We will be back next Sunday, which is the first Sunday after the Ascension, known as Exode Sunday or the seventh Sunday after Easter, with another Matins podcast. All music, which you heard this morning on the podcast, comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.